Hello, my name is Red Schulte, and I'll be having a conversation with Ash for the New York City Trans Oral History Project in collaboration with the New York Public Library's Community Oral History Project. This is an oral history project centered on the experiences of trans identifying people. It is Thursday, April 11th, 2019, and this is being recorded in Soho, Manhattan. Let's begin. Okay. Please tell me your name and your age, if you'd like. My name's Ash, um, 30. And what are your gender pronouns, Ash? So I use he, him, and they, them. And how would you describe your gender? Well, um, yeah. How would I describe my gender? Um, I think maybe right now, today, maybe like this week, I feel mostly pretty like masculine with a little like sprinkle i guess or something because it's like warm out um (laughs) so i guess to me that feels like both um i don't know like giving myself like the freedom to be like assertive and also like sure and at the same time to be sort of like reserved and also colorful i think um yeah i think i've been feeling that way this week description. <laughs> Are there other ways um, that you identify that you would like to have recorded in this interview? Yeah, I think I would like to say that, like I, like I said, I feel that way today and like this week and like, you know, that changes week by week. Um, even if it's like either internally and externally or just internally or in the way that I feel like I'm relating to the world. Um, but yeah, I feel a lot more sort of like fluid in that uh, expression. And I think it comes out in, like, many ways. Sometimes it's through, like, the music I listen to and that will, like, impact the way that I feel and my gender feels that day or, I don't know, the colors I choose to wear or the way that I choose to talk or how I take up space or if I don't at all, um, if I want to be seen, if I don't want to be seen. So, yeah, I feel a lot more fluid than I think maybe, like, this week articulates. But I guess it also is, that was our, that was pretty fluid, too. So that's cool. <laughs> I want to move into a section of questions around um, early life and influences. Mm-hmm. Um, where are you from originally? Yeah, so I, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm from, well, I say Atlanta. Um, I lived in Atlanta when I was like, so in college. Um, I was born sort of like, if I take it back, uh, <laughs> like in a small town um, called Warner Robins, Georgia. I think it's it's mostly a military town. I'm not from a military family. Um, but yeah, so that's where I was born and like grew up. And then we moved like closer to Atlanta when I was younger. But I mean, overall, like I just say, like I'm from Georgia, I identify as like being a Southern person. Um, I lived in Texas for a while too. Um, but yeah, so most of my like early memories though, I mostly in Georgia, some in Texas. And where did you look for inspiration or comfort growing up in Georgia? Ooh, um, yeah, I think, so I have a really tight family. Um, I think a lot of my inspiration and comfort came from family. Um, I also have, like, a my family's, like, very, we got a lot going on. Um, and there are, like, other folks in my family, two of my cousins in particular, who are, um, who, like, fall along, like, a gender and, like, sexuality spectrum. So they were always, like, they're, they're both older than me. Um, so I always sort of, like, felt comforted in them, even if I didn't really know why or, like, why I felt sort of close. Um... I think in high school, like, I had a really tight group of, like, queer friends, black queer friends that were, like, really down for me. Um, I 
felt like I didn't have that for like a period of time too. So when I got it, um, yeah, like, and we're still tight now. I think also just in like a lot of like, I mean, like for, for it's challenging and also like I found comfort in sort of like also at times like church and like Mm -hmm. community like that. Um, Also just some like food in the South and how that feels really great. Um, Sports. I was like really big into sports. Still am. Um, So yeah, I feel like I found like a lot of like comfort in like mostly those communities, I think. Yeah. Can you tell me about an early encounter you had with the trans community? Yeah, this is a good question. I was like sort of thinking about this and I, so I remembered, I think like two things, uh, two instances or whatever. Um, So I, when I was in like middle school, I had a, so maybe I was in like however old you are in like seventh grade or something. Um, A friend and I, my parents were like out of town and a friend and I wanted to go to Six Flags. So her parents like dropped us off and we were like there hanging out and we both were just like, everybody's really excited. We were like, why is everybody so excited? And they were like looking around and it was like, oh, it's like Pride Day at Six Flags. (laughs) And we just like were there alone and I was just like, okay, like. I know, like, I, at that time, I sort of was like, okay, I know what the word gay means. And then, like, that was sort of it for, like, the language. Mm-hmm. It's like, people are just, like, wearing all type of things. And, like, they are doing, like, who are these people and who are they with? And I sort of was like, I, I probably, I think that time and probably the second time, because, like, I mostly, like, identify as, like, transmasculine. Like, mm-hmm. I had met, like, a few, like, trans femme people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, I remember meeting folks at the park and they were just, like, you know, just really nice and, like, loving on us as, like, younger people in the space. And I was just like... I don't know what's happening, but this is, like, fun, and everybody's excited. (laughs) And then I think the second time was, I think, uh, in high school, like, my crew of friends, like, we would, like, take the bus, even though we weren't supposed to, and, like, the little train that exists in Atlanta to, like, downtown and, like, hang out. And, yeah, I just, like, remember, like, a crew of, like, trans femmes, like, black trans femmes just, like, being, like, out. And I sort of was, like, okay, like, people can, like, do gender in so many ways and like never really like attaching that to myself even mm-hmm. though I was like really I think like I probably ad- identified as like a stud mm-hmm. and, like a butch at the time but I was like they're doing something really different than what I'm doing mm-hmm. right like they you know like they're existing and like they're like having like heels on and like dresses and skirts and like all that but I'm like doing like what I'm doing is just like regular like mm-hmm. I didn't think of it as like was like I'm just wearing these clothes because like whatever but they were just doing something else and I remember that and I don't think I spoke to them. Like, I just think I sort of just, like, looked and, like, ogled and was, like, what is, like, what is the world? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think those are the two two times that stuck with me. And then there might have been another time, like, as an adult person, I think. But, uh, yeah. When was the first time you heard the term trans or other terms, for example, like queen or gender nonconforming, mm. butch, et cetera? Yeah. I think, so I've heard, like, I'd heard Butch, like, like a, for a while, mm-hmm. but so, yeah, like, I would probably say, like, high school, around, like, high school age, so I was in high school, uh, when did I start high school? 2003? 2003, and then I graduated, like, 2007, that mm-hmm. makes sense, yeah. So I think, like, like I had heard those words around then, maybe probably earlier, but for, like, the worlds I was in, like, Butch, a Butch to us at that time was sort of, like, a, like, only a white, like, masculine woman. Like, we didn't use that term for, like, black masculine people mm-hmm. at the time. Like, in the crew that I was in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd heard the word, but I was like, that's... It didn't fit. So 
we were always if you were younger right like you were like a stud if you were older you were just like a lesbian like it was just like that was it (laughs) um and i also didn't really know a lot of like older queer folks too so i was just like that's what you are um i didn't hear the term like gnc i don't think i heard that i probably heard like tranny before right Mm -hmm. like and only in like terrible fucked up ways um and probably from like tv um but i didn't hear like gnc until getting out of like college and maybe like getting out of college um and even still i feel like i for a while wasn't like both like loving and like great but like a really particular like queer community so like i heard of like ag like aggressives but that Mm -hmm. felt like a northern word and like Mm -hmm. so in the south it was like we use like different words or like i remember a time when a lot of my friends were just like we don't call ourselves any of those words like we just like girls right like so it was just like sort of like across whatever gender spectrum Mm -hmm. People were like, I'm not a lesbian, I'm not GNC, I'm not butch, I'm not this. It was like, you just like girls, right? Like, that was like a, that was like a whole identity at the time. Um, and then that sort of, like, changed. And I think <clears throat> some people were saying, <clears throat> but I think now, and I have friends now who, like, ideas like GNC would just say, like, I switch it up. Like, mm-hmm. that was sort of it. Yeah. Now knowing also a switch can, like have like a conversation around like sexuality and I was like oh I love it okay I love it but at the time I was like oh you switch it up so sometimes you wear this sometimes you wear that um but yeah I didn't really have a lot of those words um and I think maybe just to like say a little more like I think when I also when I moved like to Chicago too which I'm sure I'll talk a lot about is like was super eye-opening in many ways and I think one of those ways was like it was the first time so I moved to Chicago in 2011. Like, I, like, intentionally, I think, um, was, like, seeking out, like, queer people of, like, many different, like, flavors and textures and, like, genres. Um, and so, like, I got a lot of language, but I also got a lot of, like, I felt like I got more options mm-hmm. um, that I could explore for myself in a way that, like, I didn't have before. Mm-hmm. I was in, like, a very particular sort of, like, crew and like that felt good and then also when I moved I was like oh there's other options like what are those and what are the words um so I really think around that time was like really when I got a lot of like a lot more language to be honest yeah would you want to talk a little bit more about who specifically or maybe what specifically helped you shape your ideas about gender and sexuality sure um yeah I would say like I was saying like earlier it was mostly friends right like I you know, we were all just, like, trying to support each other and, like, trying to have fun. And so, like, one person would do something or say something, and then we sort of would, like, follow. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if it didn't feel good, we would, like, do something else and we would follow, right? Like, we all, like, started, like, changing, like, the clothes we wore at the same time and, like, sharing clothes. We started, like, figuring out, like, what our sexuality meant. And then some people would, like, do one thing. Some folks would do another thing. Um, I think I started, like, separating from that. Um, at a period of time though, um, when a lot of my close friends at that time, like felt really good and most of them, most of them now in Atlanta still feel really good in like, um, both their lesbian identity. And, uh, I think now they would probably say either they're like GNC, like butch identity. Mm -hmm. And so I think that was, that was great for me at a moment. And then I think I started to separate and I don't really actually know how or why. Um, I do think, and this may be, and I always feel like really good about this and also recognize um for me this was like a huge privilege and like the way my family also like sort of took to that mm-hmm. like they took to it in 
well, when I started to like do tea and like all that stuff, there was like there was a lot of hiccups. But at the time when I sort of was like, I'm gonna strictly wear pants and like I'm only gonna like what I don't know, whatever else I did. I was like, I'm only gonna wear my hair this certain way. You're not gonna tell me what to buy and like all this stuff. Like they really were like, Okay, cool. Like go ahead, like do that. Um and I think that made a lot of stuff for me at the time, like, a lot easier. Um, I was just able to, like, try that out. It felt good. And I was like, I'm, right, I'm gonna just going to, like, be this way. Um, I think later, too, into, like, when I had moved to Chicago, right, I think, yeah, undergrad, undergrad for me was, like, trash. Like, I didn't learn anything. <laughs> um, I took some, like, and, I, and, like, not to say the academics is everything, but I, you know, I did go to undergrad I am in a grad program so I think I did get a lot of words from like academia right and Mm -hmm. like those words were either like and for me reinforced through like other community that Mm -hmm. are tied to academia and are not so it is important to to my sort of like trajectory but undergrad I didn't really learn shit but like grad school I feel like I got a like a lot of language I like started to read more Mm -hmm. um because also I was around more people who like who specific who were like intentionally reading Mm -hmm. um and that was like a first for me my family is not in my sort of like immediate family folks like you know they get a lot of like knowledge and stuff from like other places i think like stuff like this like storytelling is big but they don't really like we weren't like a reading family um so in grad school i got a lot more words from reading and i think i also made like intentional relationships with people who are reading and complicating um many things around like both gender and sexuality and i think i learned a lot of words and learned a lot of things then but then i also was like getting into like organizing work and so I was reading and learning words, but then also like meeting people who were using some of those same words with some different words, right? They were like, okay, transgender and blah, blah, blah is in a book and that's fine to say, but also like, just say trans. Like, that's what people say (laughs) on the street. Like, just use that word. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, pronouns are great and like, we should respect everybody's pronouns. Yes, of course. And also like, sometimes like for me, I'm like, I don't have time for that. Like, let's just like, we'll learn each other's pronouns as we're doing shit. And so that was like also a part of my process, but I think I found like comfort in like, both the academic and also like the non-academic homes and like mm-hmm. getting my words and like figuring out myself um, at the time. Yeah. Maybe let's spend some more time um, on childhood. Mm-hmm. And if you could tell me a little bit more about your childhood and family of origin. Ooh. Um, yeah. So I, my, so my parents have been married for like 32 or something years. <laughs> um, yeah. They met in college. They met, mm-hmm at uh, Georgia Southern, which is, like, close to, like, Savannah. Um, I have an older sibling. He's, like, nine years older than me. He has a different mom than my sister and I. My sister's younger. Um, My sister has a little baby right now. So it's, like, we're, like, a tight little Mm five-ish. Obviously, families have have stuff. Um, Yeah, so I always felt like both the middle and the oldest – Cause there was like a lot, like my brother was older. So like he left at a point. So like I sort of looked out for my sister a lot. And then I also, I'm kind of in the middle. Cause he like did a lot of stuff first and like ruined a lot of stuff for us. Cause he did it first. <laughs> um, like I couldn't have a TV in my room ever. Cause he ruined that. So I appreciate that. Um, yeah. My family is like, in many ways, I feel like they're typical, like black Southern, like Christian family. Um, and then I also value the fact that, like, they aren't, this is weird, so, like, moving a lot, like, I didn't really realize how much, like, religion had impacted a lot of things, mm-hmm. right? Like, I would, just, like, even, like, phrases I'd say sometimes, and, like, I know, like, Jesus is in it, but for me, it didn't feel like Jesus was in it, mm-hmm. but other people mm-hmm. would be like, 
oh, that's really Jesus. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> got it. Okay, yeah. People don't just say, oh, Lord, all the time, right? Or whatever. But maybe they do. So it always felt typical to me. Um, but also they, my family has felt really unique to me in, like, the ways that they've been at least open to, like, new ideas or, like, any of the weird shit that I will bring up. Um, I'm I'm the one that will bring up all the weird shit, and they'll just sort of be like, all right, we'll learn through you, and we'll figure it out. Um, yeah, I grew up also, I think, I as a younger kid, I think I, you know, I never... I'll say that my we took a sort of like class trajectory. Mm-hmm. Um, though I will say that like I've never experienced like intense poverty or like anything like that. Right? Like my parents were like working class when I was like, when I was a kid, and now my parents like live well and live comfortably. Um, so that definitely has like impacted a, lo- a lot of like things for me, right? Like we go on like family vacations like once a year and stuff like that. Um, yeah, which is like good time for us, and also, um, yeah. It's a good time for us and like to be together and also I think like that's impacted like where we've been able to move and like the other like kids I was around as a as like a younger kid I went from like an all black school to like as a kid to like mm-hmm. a more mixed school to like a mostly all white high school um, because of where we moved and because of like you know money and all that terrible shit <laughs> so like I always got to play sports and you know all those things I feel most close to I'll say my mom and my sister and my family. Um, they're my favorites. I think I'm their favorite. Um, yeah. And then, you know, I have a granny who I'm close to, my mom's mom. And then I have a big extended family. And we do, like, major, like, family things together. Um, that's always felt really good. Yeah. Do you want to say anything else about class background while growing up? Do you want to mm-hmm. take any more time there? Um. Yeah. I guess I'll say, like, for us, I think... I don't think it's, this is one of the things I feel like now, I mean, like, currently right now, like, in the past, like, week or two, I think, too, like, I've been, like, thinking a lot about, like, how to have conversations about class with my parents. And I think it's because, right, like, I feel like I've worked and, like, I'm mostly recently started to work a lot um, around both, like, not just, like, an analysis, like a mm-hmm. like a thought, just thinking, but also, like, um, how can I say this? Just sort of, like how to, I don't know, like, so I live, like, living with somebody and, like, we pay rent based on, like, our income, right? Like, Mm -hmm. if I told my parents that, like, they would be like, why? You know, they're like, you both live there and so, like, you should split the cost, you know, like, sort of thing. But, like, how to have actual conversations with them around certain things. Um, Because a lot of times what I'll do is, like, I won't bring up those things with them because I'm weary about, like, their understanding and then all that. So, um, but I have thought about, so, yeah, like, growing up and just seeing, like, sort of, like, what for me felt like really dramatic shifts Mm -hmm. because mostly my dad got new jobs. So like I was saying, like I was in an all black school and then like I moved in it to Texas and then it was like mostly white, but also like a lot of Latinx folks Mm -hmm. and like some black folks. And like, even like that racial mix was like just so starkly different. Mm -hmm. And then the way I was treated was different. Right. And then like the things I was exposed to were like very different. Um, and then moving into high school and, like, being in a mostly white high school was, like, even more dramatic and even more different. Um, yeah, and so just, like, always – and I think later, like, going to college and, like, going to grad school, just, like, thinking about the ways that, like, having particular access, though, with – for me and then, like, some of my close friends, like, changed our life trajectories um, that I still don't feel like I know how to fully speak to, right? Like, like you know, like I was saying, I got to – 
sort of like explore and like experiment and sort of like do a lot of stuff I could wear the clothes I wanted to because like my parents would pay for them right Mm -hmm. or like I got a job and I could like buy the stuff I wanted to versus some of my other friends right like shared clothes um because they couldn't do those things um so I think I did experience like a, a different level of sort of like autonomy in many ways um not that everything was all good because obviously it wasn't. Um, but yeah, in, in, in many ways I did. And then, and also like really traumatic, right? Like just going from like a particular environment to then like moving into one that was like mostly white in like high school was just like not at all what I wanted. Yeah. And then like being in Atlanta, which is like such a place of like, I don't know if people still call it like Black Hollywood or whatever. I hate that. But like it is like a place where like a lot of like black folks across like a bunch of class backgrounds do exist. Right. And at the time I was like, if we're going to like live in this big house, why can't we live in a big house in a neighborhood with like black people? Like why does it have to be with white people? Um, And now for me, I'm just like, we don't need the big house anyway. Right. Like I don't care who's in my neighborhood, but also like, why are we doing any of this? And so, but yeah, I think my parents would say that like, you know, upward mobility is like very important and so like that's what they were chasing and it's afforded me like many things and also I think as an adult like I'm just also thinking about like to the detriment of who and like what and also like do I need all that shit like Mm -hmm. could I not have like experimented and like been felt free and like well and good without like the tons of clothes that I had like I could have done that like I could have been creative right like queer and trans people are super creative I could have done it and also it's given me a lot to be able to do that. Um, yeah. So I think that's like some of the stuff I recently have been like thinking about as far as like class goes. Yeah. You've introduced some of these things um, and earlier when you were addressing other questions, mm-hmm. um, how would you describe some of your various communities while growing up, mm-hmm. maybe church or yeah. in your neighborhoods or sports teams? Um, how, how would you describe your interactions with your communities and what they consisted yeah. of? Yeah. Um, I feel like it was a lot of, like, with church and, like, sports in particular, there's a lot of, like, routine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of repetition, which I think can be, like, helpful. Um, and can, like, for me, at least can, right, like, if I know I'm going to see you every Wednesday at, like, Bible study, right? Like, mm-hmm. we develop a relationship. If I know I'm going to see you every certain week at, like, practice, like, right, like, we develop some sort of relationship. Um, and for me, I think it was, like, always important, but especially at, like, certain points in my life was, like, really important when I felt, like, I don't know how I fit at all, but, like, I always had a thing to fall back on, right? Like, like I remember, play, like, I had, like, moved to Texas as a kid, and, like, I didn't really have friends, but it was like, all right, I'm going to play soccer, right? I don't know how I'm going to fit in this place, but I'm going to play soccer. And, like, that was the place where I fit in, right? Like, that was also the place where, like, at least for me um, at the time, right, like, when folks, like, were like, this is a girl child, like, I could just sort of, like do the things that people would say like girl children can't do right like you can like tackle people well you're not supposed to but you can tackle people right like you can like be super aggressive you can be competitive like you can do all of that right I can be like sweaty and like not try to be cute Mm -hmm. um and so like that felt like really safe and then I also had friends who were doing that and there's always like a catch right like then when you leave that space then like the expectations that come with when people think you are like a girl child and then when you don't want those um it's complicated um though it still felt yeah like really comfortable and good um I think I was like in the band for a minute in middle school mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. um I was like I I tried to be cool and I didn't think I would like it but I really liked the clarinet uh so that was fun and then if you were like I remember thinking this like 
you got to pick whatever the instrument. But if you were really good, you got to play the bigger clarinet, the bass clarinet. Mm-hmm. And then there was a giant one that I can't remember it's called. But that was the one where you got to sit down and you got to like pl- blow it really hard and play. And I was like, that's the coolest one. Like you don't stand <laughs> up and you don't be all like pretty. Like you get to sit in a chair and you get to play this big instrument. Like something about just how like massive like those things were. And I think that was at the same time where like someone told me I couldn't play the drums because only boys play the drums. So it was like all these things. I was like, the band feels cool, but like I can't play the drums. Like so, and all my friends were in the band, so that was cool. So, yeah. And I think like church has always been like, you know, Bible Belt has always been the fallback. And like I think about church a lot now to just like, I went to a, it, it wasn't a queer church, but I think the pastor was like pretty queer. Allegedly. I mean, I'm only saying allegedly as in like never outwardly saying that in high, in college. Um, so when I was dating at the time, we would go to that church. And so that church, like, felt really good. It just, it was, like, in a school, and, like, mostly it was about, like, the singing and just the sort of, like, let me make you feel good. It was, like, like I, they barely read from, like, a Bible and stuff like that. But it just felt like, okay, something about this feels a little different than, like, the old pastor that's, like, preaching about how, like, hell is, like, don't go there and, like, blah, blah, blah. This is just more, like, we came here to, like, hang out, and you're telling me some positive stuff, and we're going to sing. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. So it felt like um community there i think yeah but like those have been i think some of the biggest forms of like comfort i felt um and then like grad school later in life i would say yeah do you go back to visit um your place of origin like where you Mm -hmm. your hometown very often the place i was born at Mm -hmm. no (laughs) (laughs) i think one time i drove through there i don't know where we were going but we drove through i had like a whole like full breakdown once i think this was like five i can't remember when it was like a couple years ago so i had changed my name and then i wanted to change my i was thinking about changing my birth certificate Mm -hmm. and someone told me that you have to go back to the place that you were born in or you have to get them to like send all your paperwork so i researched it Mm -hmm. and at least at the time it was saying like you had to go back to the place to go to the court to do something and i was just like never like that's not happening and like i don't know what this place is like now i don't have any real memories of it mm-hmm. but i'm just also like it's small town georgia i'm gonna go where to like a court volunteer to go to a court to tell them that i want my birth certificate and explain why i was like absolutely not like mm-hmm. it's not happening um but i haven't been back there since then i go to like atlanta like mm-hmm. pretty often um and other like when my family lives like other towns around it my dad's mom also was from like a very small town close to like athens Mm -hmm. and like we used to go there a lot i haven't been back really since several years now six plus um because that doesn't feel good to me either Mm -hmm. right like people saw me and thought they knew me in a certain way and now i'm just like i pop up it's one of those towns where everybody's related to everybody Mm -hmm. so i can't go and not say who i am or like not say who my grandma was and then it'll just be like what like what yeah too many questions i'm like what happened so i don't go back there um i went to my mom's town once for like a wedding i think and that took a lot of prep um for me to go back and then i like sort of played the background as if i was just like i'm just a stranger and like i'm just here and i'm not related to anyone but it's another small town where everybody's related so that didn't really feel good either but yeah i tend to not Cause you can't be in, like, I can't be anonymous in those places. Like literally almost every person is like a cousin and I mean like blood cousin or like otherwise they're still a cousin. So I just can't. Yeah. Before we move into kind of like a post hometown and like move into, um, like 
you know, later adulthood um, mm-hmm. questions. Would you want to discuss any other themes around southernness or blackness mm-hmm. and transness and the way that those themes and those existences and yeah. identities have shaped you? Yeah, I think, I, f- I feel like one, part of it feels like a, like sort of like a gift I think my parents gave me and like us, mo- like being able to move. I do feel like as a kid that allowed me f- to just sort of like, feel like the world was like open up to mm-hmm. me and again to me this is like still tied to like a privilege and being able to do so right like i was able to move and like you know i can like move around mm-hmm. um yeah and so it does feel like a huge thing and in doing so i think when i do move around like i feel even more tied to being a person from the south mm-hmm. um so much more um especially like being in the north being in the midwest too or, like especially being here right in new york now um and it feels really important to me to like hold it and preserve it. And at the same time, it also, I think as an adult, bring feels like I'm closer to, especially like black Americans in the North and like in the Midwest because of like many of their like connections to the South. And so like I went to, um, I went to this like random bar the other night and it was like a bunch of black elders in there. And we were just like all talking about random stuff. I just walked in cause I was like, there's some like blues music playing. So I'm just gonna go. I was, like, the youngest person in there by at least 30 years. <laughs> and, like, I was talking to someone, and then she's like, oh, yeah, I'm about to go down south. And I was like, why are you going down south? She's like, because that's where my family's from. And I was like, oh, where's your family from? And she was like, oh, Mississippi. And I was like, yeah, cool. And, like, so we just started talking about the south um, and, like, how they go every summer and stuff. And so, like, those connections to me have, like, always felt important just because of where I'm from. But I feel like even more, like, mm-hmm. moving around um, and just thinking about those connections with, like, you know, both have a lot of, like, um like anger and hurt and like violence attached to them right but also like have a lot of like joy and like love and like familial like qualities um and so it feels really important to me and also just like the differences between you know sometimes when i meet um like other black folks and how i'm just like well what kind of food do you eat or what do you do and i'm just like well in the south we do this thing and like this is like really southern like i'm real real southern um and it just feels like a like a part of my identity like the other parts of my identity in a way that i think that like um did it um for like a while but I think now like really really do I also think too like um just yeah I think those things just for me have like aren't for many people but like for me like aren't really separate um I'm sort of like yes I'm trans and also like it means a different thing to me to be a trans person who is from like the deepest of the bible belt like and it's obviously no shade to like all black trans people everywhere. Like their experience is a totally different one from mine too, right? Um, but the one that I have is like just feels like if it does feel like mine and one that like I really like to share um, in many of those ways. But yeah. So where did you go after you left the South, and what brought you to that new place? Yeah, so I went to Chicago. Um, <laughs> Which I love so much. Um, I love Chicago so much. So yeah, I went to Chicago. I was trying to go to grad school. I think I did, made that, uh, which is the best decision I ever made. I think at the time when I was trying to think of what I was going to do with myself like after grad school, I like made this horrible choice that I think some people make when they're like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to grad school. I'm like, that's now looking back, I'm like, that's not how we should decide to go to grad school. Um but it ended up being great for me. So I honestly thought about going to New York first and I visited New York and I visited Chicago and I just like met people on that day, on that trip in Chicago. And I didn't really meet as many people here in New York and it just felt 
like more like home. I specifically met someone who I um, really love and like cherish, um, who is like a black queer person. And I met them the first, like within the first hour, I think that I got there. And I was just like, this is where, like this is where I'm supposed to be. And they just sort of gave me like the rundown. They were like, all right, you want to come to this school? All right, let me tell you what's actually real. <laughs> and like, where do you want to live? Okay, no, don't live there. Like, let me tell you what's real. Um, and I was just like, okay, like this is where I'm supposed to be. I had like also researched sort of like, some um and have like learned about some like sort of like movement like histories in like both places and just like thought about that too right like it was never for me in the in like in the cards to go to like middle town nowhere mm-hmm. it was never for me in the cards to go to somewhere that like didn't explicitly have and like name that like both like queer and both like black like histories and like have those feel like really present um at least for me and so like that's why i picked both places um but yeah, best decision I ever made. <laughs> Can you tell me a little bit more about what you learned from living mm. in that place, from living in Chicago, and yeah. maybe how how did it compare to where you grew up? Yeah, I think I learned, I think maybe there's like multiple buckets. I think one, I learned, I learned a lot about me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I came at a time at which like I had gotten out of a relationship excuse me, which was like, I mean, I was 22, but it was like so monumental. Now I'm thinking about it and I was like, was it really? But it was, Uh, but it was so big at the time. So I feel like I hadn't, you know, I was like, I left as like a young adult and like I had not moved away on my own. And so I had learned like, oh, how do I like make new friends? Like as a young adult or like, how do I figure out like how to finish school? Like, how do I figure out like what's important to me or how do I figure out the person I want to be? And that means like, person I want to look like or feel like um how do I figure out those things and I had like a major like I don't know what I'm doing moment um and then I think the city in its lovely way at least for me just sort of like helped me figure that out like one conversation like turned into another turned into a like invitation to something which turned into like oh you should go to this place and go to this party and like I was like oh at this party like there's all these people that are like doing so many like projects and also like doing gender in ways and like doing relationships in ways like what is this and that turned into like multiple other things and turned into dinners and like potlucks and like I feel like Chicago loves a potluck more than any place I've ever been to and like which is great and it which turned into a lot of free food which is also great um but yeah I feel like I learned a lot about me and I think like in that place and I'd learned a lot about just like how to get to know a new city and I think I learned a lot just, like, politically. Um, and, I had, and I was, like, challenged a lot around many things. Um, yeah, just, like, how, you know, we all don't come to the things we know just, like, from birth or whatever, right? Like, people, I thought I knew a lot of stuff. I thought a lot of stuff was important to me at the time. And then I learned that, like, oh, it wasn't. Or, like, oh, there's a different way. Or there are, like, there's many alternatives. Or, like, we can do something different, like, as a, you know, as, like, a large, like, collective of people. Like, one of the, like, very small things was, like, I remember I brought so many pairs of clothes, like, to Chicago. Like, so much shit. So much shit. And then I, like, over time, like, I was there and I was just like, why do I have all this shit that I don't use? And I was like, I literally have friends who, like, don't do that. Like, they just, like, don't have all this shit. And I was just like, why do I have it? And so I decided to, like, think about okay, literally, what are the things I actually want to have? I was like, okay, I can get rid of some stuff. And I was like, I can share it. Like, 
I, like I'll go, like go to a clothing swap and like give away some clothes. And like at the time, it felt like a big thing. I was just like, I have all these clothes. I need them, right? Like, cause like where I'm from, like in the community I'm from, like in Atlanta, it means a lot when you have new clothes like every week and you go out. And I was just like, but why do I care about that shit when like now I care about like conversations with people or like the people who are like supporting me or like getting clothes that like actually make me feel good and make me like I feel like I look how I want to look and like I can like you know exist in this way and it was just like such a small thing but like it always like for me it's like a big thing because then I sort of was just like let me shed a lot of stuff and for me I feel like I gained first of all I gained a lot of damn books which may not have been smart because those are heavier (laughs) um but whatever but I gained so much more and like the stuff I feel like I like got rid of um and I feel like Chicago gave me that and Chicago gave me both language and also actual, like, chosen family, um, right? Like, you know, I love, like, my my Atlanta family and, like, most of us are really close. And now I have, like, chosen family there, too. But I think I wouldn't have, like, allowed those people in in that way if I hadn't allowed, like, literal strangers in who, like, people I didn't know. Um, and they wouldn't, like, they allowed me in. Um, yeah, I think I just, yeah, gained a lot. <laughs> What was your favorite thing about living in Chicago? Uh, besides tacos. <laughs> um, besides tacos. Um, wow. Let's see. Uh, that's a, I'm trying to think. That's a hard question. Um, tacos, the, the, the like view on Lakeshore Drive. It's just like amazing. Um, yeah, I think there's something in there also about like, I should also say too, like, so I moved there 2011. I let, I came to New York 2016, right? And so I think at least for me, for like, and like a lot of folks I know in my, in my age group, but like that was like a, a really important, like organizing moments for us. And there's obviously like whole histories that have like led up to like many of those moments that I acknowledge. But I think, it was like a really important like organizing moment. Um, and so, right. Like I feel like I was a learning and like doing a lot of stuff um, in particular with a lot of like young black queer, like thinkers and just like organizers and like people in the city around particular time that like, I'm, I miss, but also those are like moments, but I think I miss the, like, like the ways that I feel like I was like brought into stuff there. And I continue to feel brought in, even when I'm not there, or even when I go back to visit. Um, that for me just has felt different than like the other two places I've lived. Um, yeah, and just sort of like the urgency at which I think people like respond to to like people they're in community with, and also like respond to like wanting to like see the world as better and to see that city be. Um, it, it's a great city, but also to like see that actualized through like. Um, through uh like challenging um many systems there that aren't like you know being helpful to like the people that live there um and just like the fire there's like a different fire for me that like exists there just something in a different way um so i miss those things um but the food is a big one too (laughs) what would you say the most challenging thing Mm. was a what was the most challenging thing about living in chicago challenging um huh challenging thing uh 
I mean, I guess for me, like, one of the most challenging things was being far away from family. I mean, I think... And there's a thing that I talk to them about a lot, right? Like, so since moving to New York, they'll be like, oh, we're going to come visit you. But then in Chicago, they, like, really wouldn't come visit me like that. Like, they would, like, they, my parents came, like, twice on a, like, rent, like, because of something. For, like, and I was just like, oh, now y'all want to visit me because I'm in New York. I'm like, but what about Chicago? Like, it's a great place. So I feel like I just, like, miss them and, like, the guilt of, like, moving, I think, at that time. Because I was also, like, yeah, I was younger and I just felt like, oh, I need to be home. Um, Even though people want me to be home, I don't need to be there. But I think it was like that, just being away from them. Um, And I think to that point about like people coming to visit, just like I think the stigma around that and around the place that like really has like permeated like so many other places about what the city actually is and like how untrue like those stereotypes are and like how untrue right like media like representations and stuff are. And like, yeah, all that shit. I think like that was just hard. Like so I wonder how, you know, like, not being from there, I wonder how, and, like, I've seen people do this, and, like, even now I'll do this when people are like, why Chicago? And I'll just, like, beef up, and I'm like, what do you mean, why Chicago? Like, here's all the ways it's great. Like, what are you trying to say? Like, what are you watching? You watching Fox News? Stop watching that. Like, that's not it. So, like, I think those parts um, made it hard. I don't know anything, I'm trying to think of something, like, about the actual city, right? And, like, I could be boring and say, like, the weather, but also, like, it sucks, and I'm sort of, like, I don't know. I would still rather be there, Um, you know? Because also... If it's real warm, I'm just like, we keep fucking up the planet. I don't know how I feel saying that. So, I mean, I guess the weather, but otherwise it's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's what's really hard about it. Um, yeah, I, I, I'll just say that, like, I want um, as great and as, like, um, beautiful and, like, loving as, like, all black folks in Chicago are. Like, I really want that city to, like, treat folks that way and like that can be hard to see right like it can be hard to see um the way that like people are just so like beaten down by like systems and like police and fucking like ice there and like all those things like those things are hard um but you know those things also exist in other cities they exist in new york too um but yeah nothing about the place really i got no negatives Let's bring it into the present. Yep. Um, there are some aspects um, of your current life that I'd like to focus on. Okay. Um, maybe if we can start, let's see. Can we discuss um, any organizing projects mm-hmm. you're currently working on or with? Yeah. So I feel like I'm doing like a little bit of organizing here and there um, just because like life's taking on. So like my main, I mean, this is like part of, uh, I think, part of larger organizing around like bail work. So I work at the Brooklyn Bail Fund. Um, and so you know, I, it is a nonprofit here. And so, like, I am, like, paid to, paid, right, to, to like, um, do the work. I don't get, I don't make money from, like, bailing people out of jail, but um, I am paid for that. So I do feel like I exist in this, like, larger um, bail, I guess, like, maybe, like, movement or, like, organizing work that's been, I think, at least to my view, like, gotten bigger over the past, like, three, three years or so, I would say, maybe. Um, so that's a lot of what I do. Um and then I'm doing, I'm in Survived and Punished New York, um, which I feel like I just haven't like really had the time to focus on and I want to. I think what I've been most, the most parts of it that I've been able to do um, have been like corresponding with folks who are like inside and like, because I also have a car in New York, which is like rare, like giving people rides to like, to um, to Bedford, to the prison to like visit folks. Um which again is like important and important to our organizing. Um, like I would just like to focus on it more. 
Um, I'm on the collective at SRLP at Sylvia Rivera Law Project. Um, right now, I think one of the main thing I'm still trying to figure out my place there, um, just because I'm like one of the new folks on the collective. What I would like to do there, I think, is like to be a part of like more of the like um, mobilizing work. Um, and work specifically around like folks who are in and folks who have like just come out, um, and to figure out what that looks like. Um, what else am I doing? I feel like I'm doing something else, and I don't remember. I don't know. Mm, I'm probably doing other stuff, but I don't remember. Uh. Oh, I feel like recently, too, I've gotten into, I'm going to some, like, work, and this is something that I really want to be doing, like, I also really want to do. Um, I've gotten, gone to a few workshops previously, but, like, gone to one recently about, um, just, like, how to support people who, like, cause harm, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, one of our, and, like, should be the world's greatest, like, mentors, um, like Miriam Kava talks about a lot, and I feel, at least to my view, and I, and I'm sure she would probably agree too, right? Like there's, we need to be talking about like violence in particular. And also like if, if, if we, and I'll say she and I um, share like a commitment to, right? Like not using like carceral sort of like um, both like logics and also tools to um, deal with folks and communities. Like when like harm happens, right? Like we have to like be actively practicing like other ways to, like address those harms and like for me I think also this feels why it feels important to me too like as a person who like mostly identifies as like a masculine person right like how to support people who have like caused harm like feels like like work I want to lean into and not because I have to because it just it feels important to me and because also like people um that I know and like people who are close to me have like caused harm and like I sort of have been like there needs to be something to happen right and like one-on-one like trying to figure out how to do that but like not really feeling like I've had all the tools to um and I think at this point in my life I feel like more capable of like gathering more tools um so I really want to do that and I think I just am like a person who is maybe a little better at like individual sort of like work right like I feel like I can support a person or like a few people like I don't feel like I'm a super loud voice right like i hate talking in front of people right like i'll do it if it's important like if it's like someone important to me like really asked me to but i think like those even like ways of like just a, like talking to one person or two people i think are super impactful um and because of all the work that i do like i'm confronted with like people who have like um most of the time people who have like actually caused harm to to people and so i think for me, the, for over the past couple of years, like, I've really been, like, thinking about a lot of those questions, and now I feel, like, prepared to, like, try to do some more work around it. So that's something I really want to do. Um, and also want to, like, do some more work with, like, young people. I don't know why recently I've been, like, thinking about middle school kids. <laughs> Maybe there's something about, and what I said before, about just, like, that, like, some sort of, like, transition point that happened for me where I'm just, like, thinking about being in middle school and, like, feeling weird and, like, I don't know. People always are, like, why not high school? And I'm, like, high school's cool and, like, you know we all need like support and like we all need people to like be there i'm just like but what about the middle schoolers that like people always say like super annoying like what about them like maybe i can hang out with them or something i don't know so yeah those are stuff i'm doing but also stuff i want to do yeah can you talk a little bit about your current academic endeavors and what Mm -hmm. those consist of 
Yeah, so I'm supposed to be getting a PhD. Uh, it'll happen. <laughs> it'll happen. Um, so my school is UIC. It's University of Illinois at Chicago. I'm in a criminology program. And so, yeah, I moved there to, like, get a master's, and then I didn't know what I wanted to do after that. And then, but I also was, like, like I think I want to, like, be a professor one day, possibly. So, like, I'm going to try to get a PhD. Um, and it actually has been, like, it's both really good and like both super hard right like I feel like I've gotten to like read and think and learn with people um in ways that like I don't know how I would have been able to do that I I think you can do that without school obviously um but for me like I've been able to do it and also just hard because it's like I'm still doing it I'm still not done um so I study my overall project hopefully is going to be on just like public like surveillance of like queer and trans people um and by sort of like public I mean like on like public transit like this is like obviously deriving from like personal experience and also like experiences from you know people i'm like in community with um experiences of like airports like security and stuff um and i like the dmv so like when people go get their like ids changed or gender markers changed and stuff like that um so it's both about like the ways that like the state is like policing and like surveilling us um and also about like the way that we as like people people in the world um are like doing that like surveilling and policing um and you know sometimes like other forms of like harm to each other um and i just want to like talk to people i'm in community with and talk about their experiences and then like write up a thing that hopefully will be useful for like actual people in the world and not just like people who have like tenure um though maybe i might have to use that thing to try to get tenure um but who knows probably won't happen but but yeah that's my overall project um Trying to do the interview soon, which I think will be the fun part. Yeah. Are there any other professional or workplace contexts that you're a part of right now that you want to discuss, uh, maybe in addition to the bail mm. fund or just explore more about the bail fund? Um, in addition to, I would say no. I think maybe to something about the bail fund to me, um, which I think... So I want to just, like, highlight, I think, some of the work of people that are... So some of the organizing work from, like, maybe, um, like, Mama's Day Bailout and stuff like that that have made more, like, explicit um, interventions and, like, conversations around, like, gender and, like, and bail work. Um, those have, like, I've always been important and been super important um, and are also things that I think about and, like, I'm learning from. And I think one of the... Someone also told me... I forget who and when, um, but they mentioned years ago that either Marsha P and also like Sylvia Rivera were like trying to like start a bail fund or like sort of informally started one, right? Like because of like they needed to, to like get people out. And I think that like, I also have been thinking about that sort of like recently and like the way that like, I don't know, at times when I really want like my work to make sense <laughs> um, and for it to not just be like nonprofit work, right? Like I'm like, how does this make sense? And like, why does this make sense for me, right? Like on multiple levels. So like, obviously if not just like we know and, and we do know who's like incarcerated and who's like surveilled, right? And like, those are people that um, both look like me and also have like life experiences that I haven't had and I don't share. Um, but I think oftentimes for me, at least in the, in the bail context, right? Like this can be a lot of conversation around um, like both race as it should be and like um and poverty as it should be but though like w those conversations around um like gender in like a really expansive way like for me i only often hear from like um i only often hear from like queer people like mm -hmm. i don't hear those from like people in other bill mm -hmm. contexts and so 
yeah, feeling like for a while, like when I would go to things around bail work, um, like a lot of times I felt like I was like, I'm the only, like, I'm the only black queer person like in this space. Right. And like, which is true, not true. Right. Like, cause like there's people who are mean, who aren't me that like were paying bail for people they like love and cared about all the time. Right. And like have an understanding and have an analysis all the time, but like in a specific sort of like, as this more movement works started to like expand out, I would often feel that. Um, and now I can honestly say like, I don't feel that way. Right. Like they're like, I've seen people do, um, this work in like many places, including like the South, including New York. And there are people who like, there's like black queer people there, like also being a part of like the more, I guess, formally like movement parts of it that are like always asking like super um, important questions and also like posing alternatives and also talking about, um, yes, yeah, talking about gender in like really important ways. And like, yeah, for me, it's just been one of those recent things where I'm just like, okay, if like Marsha P was talking about it and like, I've been doing it, like my life sort of like makes sense. Like I didn't just fall into this. Like it, it is also like a part of a like trajectory of, and like a history um, that has like really helped me recently. Um, yeah, to just think about. And if you're ready, maybe we Uh-oh. can talk about New York City. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Thank you. What's hardest <laughs> about living in New York City? So, like, one thing? <laughs> um, what's hardest? However many things you need to say. Yeah. Um, I think maybe some of it is... I'm trying to say this in a nice way, because also it's like... Like, some of it is, like, I came here with, like... Uh, so I had visited New York, like I said, when I was trying to go to grad school. Once I came with family for like, a, we went to like Times Square and all that stuff like once. We were here for maybe like two, one or two days. So that was like my New York exposure. So to place that in like my thoughts around New York are not the reality at all. Um, so that part is on me. I think what one of the things that's hard about here is just like how massive this place is. Um, and like not really knowing that. I was just like, all right cool so like brooklyn the bronx and like i'm gonna hang out in all these places absolutely i am not like it takes so long to get from where i live in brooklyn to the bronx and like so but that's like a whole day excursion like i went to like queens a few weekends ago like and i was like i'm just gonna go to queens for the day and like i had to make it a day and i know people probably like have to commute and um people probably have to do that commute from like queens to whatever for their job right um i you know don't have to so yeah just like thinking like that like the mobility thing like i'm just gonna go all the way around and like it's that and then that that tied to for me things just feeling really like tiring here um and feeling like i can't keep up but then also questioning like why do i want to keep up or like what is in the keeping up um what am i like gaining by doing that what am i losing um and so like that's been hard just like how to get around um yeah i think what else is hard about New York? Um, yeah, there's just so many fucking people here all the time. And, like, sometimes people just, I just, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm an introvert. And, you know, I just don't really need people around all the time. But, like, I get people love it. Like, that's why people love New York. Um, so that's on me, too, right? Like, why would you move to a place with so many people and then be like, why don't some of y'all move? That's on me. That also, like, part of that is like, all right, I'm a gentrifier. I get it. I shouldn't feel that way. Uh, so probably that's on me. But it is hard. Uh, what else is hard about here? Yeah, I feel like those are the probably the like biggest things. Um, yeah, if I would have been asked that question like a year and a half ago, I would have had a laundry list. I think now, 
I don't have like the list isn't so big. Um, I think I just am like more in a groove and like more comfortable being like, you know, I appreciate some things about this place and also like it's cool for it not to feel like my place. And I do feel like I've learned a lot, especially in like I've opened up in the past year and a half and like I've learned a lot. Um, I think those things and like some of those things like there's nothing to do about them, right? Like zero things. Um, But yeah. What's it like being trans in New York City? Um, yeah, it feels, so I think at once, like, it feels like, I'm trying to, so I feel like most of the places I go, maybe not by my house, but anyway, most of the, like, major places I go here, like, usually I'll clock another person who is, who's, like, not like under the like trans umbrella or at least who I assume is right. Or I think who like the world probably reads as, even if they don't identify as such. Um, and in many ways, like that can feel good. Right. I can just sort of be like, okay, cool. Like there's more of us. And like, so that sort of like, um, I guess maybe that like sort of familial sort of like experience um, can feel good. I think also, um, I guess to the point about, like, this being such a big place, too. Like, there's so many different pockets of, like, Mm -hmm. trans community here, at least to my view, that, like, figuring out which ones I want to fit in or I can fit in um, has still felt a little, like, I don't know, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I feel like there's some, like, artsy folk, and then there's, like, some party folk, and then there's, like, organizing folk, and then there's, like... None of the above folk, really. Just, like, people who live in. And, like, there's parents. And, they're like, you know, like, you know. And that's, like, everywhere in the world. I just think that, like, all the options exist here, at least to my view. Um, and so I don't really know exactly, like, where I sort of fit in there. Um, I think, too, and I want to say something, and I think it's, like, I'm not sure how to, like, say it correctly. But there's also, I feel like, this way that, like, being trans here um, is, like, sort of cool-ish in this way to, like, particular people that I don't really like. Um Right, like it's cool to like in my PD to like talk about trans people and some shit, and I'm just like, like, that's not cool. You're not helpful to us. You're not helpful to anyone. So like something about that too, right? Like and then like how marketable like mm-hmm. it feels like, um, right? Like even like people who both ID or just are read as or just like branded as trans like in this in this place, right? Like as a big global market, um, I don't like, um. Yeah, right. Like sometimes I'm just like I don't want to be visible in that. Stop making us so visible, right? Um, but then like, yeah, I'll just see like a poster or an ad, and I'm just like, God, like leave us alone, like or do something that actually would like you know like really deeply like impact um, like trans folks like lives, like not trying to sell me like some perfume because like what's that doing for me? Um, perfume can be cute, and also like they make it free or whatever. Like so. Just, like, stuff like that, I think, um, makes New York hard. And, yeah, it makes New York hard for, for me in, in particular. I think there's also a way that, like, um, I was talking to somebody about this today, too. I think, like, uh, so, like, in, in Georgia, right, like, you kind of, public transit is, like, different. And, I, and I'm also just, like, thinking about my project and, like, the work that I want to do. Like, people drive and, like, that sucks, right? Like, there should be public transportation. So Atlanta needs to get its shit together. Also, like, right, like, there's a different level of sort of, like, anonymity than if I'm in a car and I'm able to drive, right? Like, being here and I'm on public transit um, and I'm also, like, moving through, like, 
yeah, I'm also, you know, moving through, like, neighborhoods. And, like, for me, that means walking. For other folks, you know, that are, like, uh, you know, maybe moving through in a different way, right? That isn't walking. Like, you are just, like, visible to, like, people on the street and, like, people differently. Um, and especially when I first moved here, like, that was, like, a, a lot of, like, like anxiety, right? Just sort of, like, all right, everybody can see me. Um, and I can see you and I can see all of you on your best day. And like, we see each other on our worst days. Um, and that means when like, whatever you're experiencing, that has nothing to do with me, but then it's like projected onto me. Cause you don't like, like me or whoever I'm with, or like, you don't like, like what our gender is doing or whatever. Like, then I get to like, feel that, um, right here, like on the sidewalk. Um, I think that's hard too. Just like, um, those sort of like very public parts about living here. Yeah. Are there particular communities in New York City that have been especially important to you since moving here? Um, I'd say, like, the Chicago people that have moved to New York <laughs> have been really helpful. Um, I feel like now there's, like, a little contingent of us that, like, work together on certain things. Um, that's been really helpful. Um, I, like, I've made some really close friends that, like, in, yeah, that have been in, like, sort of like uh like black led like organizing spaces um yeah and so like they like that's been really good um yeah i think this year i sort of like also i'm try- like i've turned a corner a little bit and sort of like i need to not need to but i want to also like just get to know random people mm-hmm. um when i say random i mean random as in like people that I would just like walk by every day or like maybe we have the same route to wherever we're going or we might go to the same bars, but like don't really speak. I'm just like, I just want to get to know those people too. Um, Because now I've sort of been able to be here enough and be like, I've seen people enough and like, so like evaluate my own sort of like comfort. And and so like, maybe I want to get to know some new people, but I think, yeah, mostly like the Chicago people that have moved here and then like other young black radicals that are here. Yeah. Are there aspects of trans community in New York City, past or present, um, that you would want especially remembered? Ooh, past or present. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think, like, people, and maybe this is because of, like, subculture. I feel like folks are, have done and are doing, and I'd like to, con- to see continue to, like, you know, lift up all the folks that, like, um, like Marsha P. and, like, Sylvia Rivera that, like, done so much work um and the yeah that had just had like done so much work um those folks i think there's like i don't know there's a way i feel like to and i don't know everyone's name and i don't know all all of the yeah i don't know everyone's name but i don't know some sort of like way that we can also always and people who do i think work about like ancestors and like always bringing them in to like bring in those folks whose names we don't know and like um who also did a lot of work but also didn't have to do a lot of work just were like trying to be themselves and like thrive um in this city um at many moments so from past to present um i'd like to be remembered um i think yeah i think maybe presently um there i think there's like yeah new york just to me feels like just can be so hard and like people who are really just trying to like live and like this 
bunch of cities, but this city in particular is, like, trying to, like, make that not possible. Like, I want those people to be, like, remembered and to be, like, to be remembered while they're still here, too. Um, yeah, and, like, those of us who, you know, try to, like, support and, like, hold those people and also who try to, like, do a lot of, like, um, abolition work here. Um, like, I'd like us to be remembered, too. Um, yeah, and I think I uh, I didn't speak to this before, but there was a person in Chicago who also there's a, a sort of, not the same person, but, like, a very, like, parallel person in New York who, like, did this to me. Like, the first person that I ever met who asked me, like, what pronouns I wanted was, like, a person in Chicago. It was, like, a trans femme in Chicago. And then when I moved he- here to New York, um, and that person was probably, like, a... They, they probably would identify as, like, an elder. Mm-hmm. A different um, trans elder here in, like, New York was, like, one of the first people here in New York to just be, like, when, when I said, oh, like, he, him pronouns or, like, or they are fine. They were, like, if you prefer they, why not just say they, right? Like, they're just sort of, like, go by the ones you want to go by, right? Like, not the ones that seem easier. Um, and people have said that to me before, but that was, like, the first person here. So I feel like people like that, um, especially, like, elder people who, like, for me, give me just, like, so much license to, like, see myself and like think about myself and like room to just like do all the things um and younger people too who also do that um yeah so i just feel like yeah there's so many so many people um yeah and people who i like am friends with who like hold me down here and um who also and yeah people who like throw parties here who are like trans folks and do all that good work and like do or don't donate to that, that money to, like, people's, like, fucking rent or, like, helping people get out of jail and stuff like that. Like, I want all those people to be remembered, too. Um, yeah. Let's move into um, our last section of, um, of themes. And okay. this is themes of identity. Um, and you've talked a little bit about this before, but maybe if you want to take up some more space uh, uh-huh. by addressing these things... Um, what aspects of your identity are most important to you right mm. now? Um, and what has shaped um, your sense of who you are, like, in this Ooh. moment? What aspects are most important to me right now? And what shaped my sense of who I am? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do, I feel like I said this in the beginning. Something about when it, like, gets warmer out, like, my gender feels, like, a lot more important to me. Maybe because when it's cold, I'm just like, please just don't look at me because I got on all these clothes or whatever. Like, something about it. But, like, when it gets warmer, I'm just be like, I'm going to give y'all a bunch of options. So, like, you can just figure out what you're saying. Um, so, right now, like, both gender and all, and both gender and always, like, race feel, like, just always so important to me, right? Um, and then I think the southernness, too. Like, I'm about to go to Atlanta and like, the end of the month. So, I'm like, it's it's closely on my mind. Um, yeah, it's just, like, really close on my mind. And... So those seem, like, super important to me. But, like, yeah, I think, yeah. But I think um, in this moment, and obviously because part of this conversation, I feel like um, the race and the gender piece, like, feel super present. And I think the second part of the question was, how do they inform something about me? Um, Oh, what's shaped my sense of who I am, right? Um, Yeah, that's a good question. What shaped my sense of who I am? Um. Yeah, I guess all I don't. I guess all those things. Um, I guess all those things. I think the one 
I guess maybe the gender one that just like because it it is it feels not it feels but it is like the most for me like fluid and movable like I feel like I'm always like yeah there was a period where I was just like all right how do I feel like I want to show up as like a as like a trans man right like and I'm always like how can I cultivate like masculinity and like I'm still doing that and then there was a point at which like okay so not just that right like that also tied to like the many parts of me that like I I name and I don't think they have to be named as like feminine right like so how do I how am I shaping that in a different way that is like not what people like ascribe to me or forced upon me before but like those ways that like I want to name for myself and like I want to do for myself so I feel like I'm always like shaping all of that um yeah yeah I don't know those that that's what feels present right now how do you think being trans relates to other aspects of your identity um how does it relate yeah I feel like I want to right now in this moment like just like think of like really good lines from other people and like recite them but i can't right like they're like people i'm like oh there's like always been this thing that like has like been so poignant um i don't know like yeah i don't know who wrote whatever this is but like i'm just thinking about this small article this was like becoming a black man and it was just like about like a trans masculine a black trans masculine person and like his experience of like just like i think one thing that he wrote about was just like being pulled over right like i also remember like the first time i was pulled over post when I decided to um, go on T um, and, like, have top surgery and stuff. Like, I remember that, right? So, like, and I also remember, like, and I will always remember, like, before that, what it meant to, like, be, like, a butch lesbian in the world and, like, to look a certain way and people to be, like, why do you want to dress like that? Or, like, what is that about? Or to, like, be dating someone, like, you might as well date a man and, like, all these other things, right? Like, so I remember all of those things. And, like, for me, um, they're they're always going to go together. And, like, for me, my part of something that's super important to me is like that I have that memory um and I have all those memories um and part of it is like writing them down but also like yeah wanting to like do this is like because I those memories are important for like multiple reasons and so like yeah both of those things always are like tied right like I'm always like in support of also like black people always right and I'm also sometimes right like harmed by black people right like in many of those times they can be like people who are close to me or people who I don't know. And I'm also like, I support you and I support like all of our liberation. And also though, like, damn, like that is also tied to me being able to exist, even if you don't want me to. Um, so I can't like ever separate any of those things. Um, and I think there's another piece for me at least, right? Like about the, like about being trans and then like what, at least in my experience has happened sort of like, again, post like tea and all of that stuff, like different, um i guess like not conversations isn't the right word but like um like how people also like like we don't teach people a lot about like gender and sexuality like period i think right like as like a as a world and so like when people like conflate those things and then like how people also perceive my sexuality which also a lot of times i'm fine with but also like then when that's tied to them like being like oh it's it's never fully like now like i'm I can be read as like multiple things at multiple times now, I think. Right. Um, And so I feel like that piece has been also a new piece, the sexuality piece when like pre T it was just sort of like people thought they understood like what my sexuality was. 
what my gender was, even if they hated it, and they always understand my race, right? Now it's sort of like, we don't really know what your sexuality is. That changes at different moments. What are you doing? We sort of think we know what your gender is, or we think we're going to assign you one no matter what. And we always know what your race is. So it's like always like a, yeah, it's always like this like multiple layers of peeling and unpeeling and like me playing with them and me playing with people sometimes too and them not knowing what's happening and me just being like, well, you're not going to know. Or me being like, I'm going to tell you. And then like, but I ha- I'm going to evaluate my risk when I tell you, right? Um, those things always are tied. Yeah. So you mentioned something briefly mm-hmm. and I'm wondering if we can go there for another moment. Mm-hmm. Um, what have your experiences with police or law enforcement been like? Hmm. Yeah. And so like, what oh, have those looked like? Yeah. So I guess like over my, over, I'm trying to think of how, yeah. So I feel like as a, like as a, as a younger person, like before I would say like I started like IDing as like trans, right? Like I had, um, to be honest, I had like experiences with like police and law enforcement, mostly through other adults in my mm-hmm. life. Um, and those were like either cousins or like my parents and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, mostly through them. And I think like then as an adult and then like coming into um, like transness, there was like, like things like there, there was a definite sort of like switch. Um, right. So like I was either like I remember being like police for just like being a young person, like being like out at night. Um, not just a young person, obviously, right? Like being a black young person out at night. Um, then I remember there like times when like, um, like people in public again to like, you know, largely men, like quite asking questions about like the young women I was with when I was like a young person and then that being an issue. And then if there's like going to be an altercation, then like police are involved. Right. Like, and then like who was seen as like the aggressor in those scenarios. Right. Um, I, yeah, and then, like, time, like, a time, like, I was saying, like, being pulled over, like, after, like, starting tea, and then, I like, I remember this cop was, like, comes to the, this is, like, this is, like, before I had type surgery, I think, like, comes to the window and, like, see, like, he, he was, like, okay, this is, like, some black dude or whatever with, like, locks in a car. This is in Atlanta. Uh, my parents, like, drive expensive cars, right? So I'm in the car, and then he comes to the window, and then he, like, sees me. And he has this whole, I could tell he had this whole moment of like, like, I don't really know, like, I don't really know how to make sense of you, but I pulled you over. So I'm going to like, keep doing this thing. Right. Um, And he like, would like, use like multiple like pronouns for me in the same like conversation this way. I was like, interesting. Like, so people can use different pronouns. Huh. Okay. (laughs) But it was like, you know, it was like fucked up and it was hard. I was like a a couple of blocks from my parents' house or whatever, just right down the street. But like, that was like an experience where I was like, okay you pulled me over because you thought I was just like some black guy in an expensive car. And then now you continue to pull me over because you don't know you, you're trying to put me in a box and you don't know what box to put me in. And so that's why we're doing this. There's nothing, it's not about anything else. Right. Like, so I was like, okay, cool. Um, yeah. And then like being on public transit and also like act like going through like tea and like transition stuff and like just the way and like taking the same route every day, mostly in Chicago, to like get to school. Like there was so much anxiety about that too. Like I'm gonna see the same people and they've seen me for a while look this way. But now like my voice is a little different. I got some hair on my face. Like what is like, how are these people going to react? And like a few times it was just like, uh, 
and for me, I don't identify as a GNC person. Um, to me, that was like sort of like there was a period of time where I think that like people ha- would have like read me as GNC, and like that to me was like at least for some some medial part of my life, what I was just sort of like, okay, people don't know where to place you, and so then they get angry and then like what happens from there is like violence can happen or usually does happen, right? It can be verbal or physical or whatever. But like, and that's from like everyday people, but also like cops. That was also from like, what are you doing? You sort of are wearing a blouse, but you have a mustache. Like, what is this This type of thing? Um, Or calling people on the phone. Like I remember like calling someone, um, I had to call somebody for something um, who was like on the inside and like talk to like, they were having an issue with like a CO or something. This was for work. And then I called and I, and I spoke to someone and I spoke to, the, to an officer that worked in, in the jail and like, they couldn't place my voice. And like, that made them mad that they didn't know who I was. And it was like, ma'am. And I was like, it's not ma'am. And they're like, then are you a sir? And I was like, does that matter? And like, that made them angry. They didn't like, they were just like, what? Um, so just shit like that. And like, even now again, like how, like the question about like, you know, my multiple identities like being always together right like now it's also it's like those things but also like some very different things of like oh now you're like a gay guy sometimes right and so then like cops are like what is that like what are you doing like why are you like why are you dancing on the sidewalk like there has to be some reason you're doing this or like you don't get to do this you don't get to exist here um yeah so i feel like there's like a range of mm-hmm. fucked up yeah shit yeah which kind of leads into the follow-up question, mm. which is, what are your everyday safety concerns? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I was thinking about that actually recently, too, as it gets warmer, right? And, like, I was talking to someone, uh, like, a black femme person, and, like, I was just, like, she was just, like, damn, I, I love New York, but I hate New York when it gets warm. And I was, like, that's real. And I was just, like, um, because for me now... Um, yeah, I, yeah, my, my safety concern, yeah, I feel like when I, ch- like, choosing to, first of all, for anybody, right, like, just being, like, either femme or, like, clocked as femme, right, like, that brings a whole set of, um, yeah, a whole set of things that um, I wish didn't exist, and so, like, choosing to do that, like, in public, um for me means that I also feel like I have to and unfortunately have to just like be looking out for any possibility um and that means for me sometimes now like share my location with somebody so they know like where I'm at um and yeah especially like you know I'm gonna be outside more it's gonna be hot I run hot like my body heat so i want to wear less clothes and like there's just certain clothes that people think only certain people are supposed to wear and i'm just like okay so when i do that i you know feel like i gotta prep myself for like what could be like what could happen um and that sucks i think yeah and that means from like cops and like into like other people too or then when like other people have have an issue and then cops are brought in um that really yeah that really sucks um i think it's mostly that i think also just like being with friends and like making sure we are like you know i'll try to do that thing 
um i feel like my mom always does this i don't know it always feels southern to me but i think it's just like anybody who like probably like cares about somebody in this way um that'd be like i'm just gonna walk you to the door or like i'm gonna make sure you get in the house or like i'm gonna admit, like text me when you get home like those like little things um <laughs> it just feels like yeah it feels really southern but also like people just do that um yeah i feel like those like a sort of like safety measures or because um, i also don't want to feel like i can't move around in ways that i want to also understanding right like they're like i'm not from here so like i don't i don't have ownership over like the neighborhoods that i visit and i go to right mm-hmm. and also like you know i want to be able to like move around too um yeah taking another direction now how do you think trans issues in politics have changed over the years as you've understood them or have learned about mm. them? Um, how have they changed? Yeah, I don't know. I guess like, I guess maybe again, like this feels like a, both like a, I don't know the right way, but like, I guess the mainstreamy ways to me, like. I don't feel like those have changed, right? Like, I feel like people are still just really trying to fight for, like, we want to be visible. And, like, we really, like, if there's, like, some white actress making, like, a million dollars, we want to make a million dollars, too. Like, I'm just like, okay. (laughs) Um, Or if, like, y'all get to live in, like, gated communities, we get to live there, too. Um, Or we should get to live there, right? I think, like, there's that. And then there's also, like, you know, like, other stuff, right? Like, that, like, people should be able to have jobs and, like, not get fired from those jobs. And those are, like you know, really important things that I think people are fighting for too, um, but can also be like mainstreamed, I guess if that's a verb um, too, but I, but those are like important. I think that those like, for me at least, like way differently. And then there's always been, and I think always will continue to be like many of us who also are like, stop talking about making prisons and jails better mm-hmm. for trans people. Like this is old, we've been talking about this, right? Like, and, and to not shit on people from like, you know, years ago who also like, not to like, shit on that um you know because context matters too like i'm in a different like time period and context so i'm not completely shit on that i am shitting on people who are doing that now um so i'm doing that um and who have been doing that for like several years like contemporary in the contemporary context um so yeah i feel like there's like there's being sort of like obviously leaning on on the end that i just spoke about right i feel like there's just a lot of like for me like always like these like real competing messages um within like many of the like trans sort of like circles or like adjacent circles that i'm part of um or even like the whole military shit like we need to be in the military and i just was like literally what the why the fuck do you want me in the army or the navy like why do you want me to like like what is this about and why are we doing this um because also like many like you know the trans folks i spoke about like earlier like had analysis around like militarism and like war and like why are we doing this and like why have we not learned or is it that we have learned we do know about this right but like also money is involved and like people's jobs are involved so we're willing to like compromise things that are actually like killing us um yeah so i just feel like there's both those sort of like at least for me worlds that i see and obviously one that i lean towards which is one about liberation and not about you know just making myself look pretty even though i can do that at the same time that i can be like 
fuck trying to sell me expensive ass makeup like make that shit cheaper like why are you doing this anyway <laughs> can you tell me about a time when you felt seen Ooh, when i felt seen mm-hmm. oh my goodness that's a hard question however that means to you yeah that's a hard question because i feel like I, a lot of my life is about like me wanting to be seen, but only in, like, certain ways. Like, I want to be really discreetly seen. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to, like, look across the room and someone knows that I'm thinking a thing and we're sharing a thought. And, like, so that makes me feel seen. But I don't want to be seen, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, time I felt seen, though. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Time I felt seen. Trying to think of like a recent time. There, there have, there are times. I just can't. I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time placing one. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay. But yeah, there have been times. <laughs> How do you see yourself in this moment of increased trans visibility? You've <laughs> talked about that trans visibility, yeah. but maybe can you locate yourself in in this moment? Oh, how do I see myself? Yeah. Um, like, how do I see myself, like, represented or something? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, oh, I don't at all. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, and it, and I think, yeah, this, I guess the, the visibility thing, too, for me, like, it, uh, a part of a challenge which I, like, really take from, like, certain people is, like, I'm always also, like, okay, when I was XYZ age or an XYZ mm-hmm. time, like, that was really important to me. And so I know that it, like, can also be important um, and can do a lot for particular people, right? Like I said, like in high school, like I had like a crew of like black, uh, mostly lesbian identified, but like queer community at the time. So like, but then when I saw a trans person out in the world, or like when I was like reading or like whatever, like that was super important, right? So I, I recognize I'm in sort of like a different place on that spectrum. So I think that those things can be important. Um, I think though the way that I keep seeing them happen in like largely um, and not just in the like, uh, like I guess subgroup sort of like community that I'm a part of the way I see it largely for me is just like not really helping um, it is about a lot of times at least to me about like uh, and I'm like using pretty and like an expansive but like who's the prettiest like whose body is the best like who can fit into the categories well and neatly um, and that shit is not cool right? Um, right like you shouldn't just need to like see me as a human and like see my humanity right like if i just get if like i fit into like either either box right like woman man like that's not what it's about um also the class box too right like we gotta all aspire to be rich and we gotta all be rich and we gotta like do all this we gotta have like families in this particular way and like all this stuff right um i feel like a lot of that even with like a lot of the like young like trans kids like some of those folks that i see a lot a lot a lot of times too like the ones that get highlighted um yeah, not the ones that just exist, but some of the ones that get highlighted. It's just sort of like you gotta like you gotta do it a certain way. Like you gotta do it right, um, and that that's not a thing. Like there's no way to do it. There's no. The point is to like be able to choose. Um, yeah, so like the visibility thing is like hard for me. Um, yeah, and it's like so much like like being fabulous. I think is like great can be great if you want that, and also being like. I just want to chill and like, I don't want to like have to perform for nobody. And like, I just want to be like tired 
<laughs> or like I have a lot of anxiety and like I'm a trans person and like I just want to have that I don't want to just be cool trans all the time like that shit is like annoying um yeah but I do feel like sometimes like and not in a way that's helpful like I do feel like we in the past maybe maybe year to me at least excuse me um that there has been something super marketable and like quote-unquote cool about marketing like um transness that is like for me like doing a lot of people a disservice and it is like really much like muting the like experiences of like um black trans folks and like trans folks of colors like like actual lives and lived experiences because we're like highlighting and like making shit cool but we're not gonna highlight and like show the realities of like our lives we're not gonna do that but we're just gonna make it cool um and i hate that shit um and you know i imagine if i had like um yeah there are young people in my lives too that i'm also just like you know i i think it probably is important for them to like see many different types of like to, to see many genders and like gender expressions like that exist and i'm like but they can also do that i can take them to like dyke march and they can do that like they can see that there <laughs> so yeah so let's move into our closing section okay if you wanted people to hear one thing from you what would that one thing be wow um <laughs> Uh, one thing for me is that, um, I guess, uh, I guess because we're in New York, I'll say that, um, and because this is the place where, like, you know, a lot of, like, trans, like, history and organizing is held, I also want to say that, um, we can all and should all like look to other places also for like other histories and other like um stories and other um like lessons and other like um and just like other forms of like joy that like trans people have and for me that obviously means looking to the south um and always like respecting like the history that's here as well and like in other places too um yeah, I just feel like being able to move around, like my, like I feel like I've been able to like, in some ways like round that out for myself, and like I think that like, um, a hope is that we like continue to like round out those like stories and like histories and um, and root those in like places of like abolition and love and like, um, healing and like abolishing and like creating new systems that actually like work for us. Um, yeah. Yeah, I would say that. In that same vein, if you wanted to be remembered for one thing, what would it be? Oh, God. Uh, remembered for one thing. Um, one thing. Um, I don't know. One thing. I think I would want to be remembered for it's not like doing like a specific thing or anything. I think I would just want to be remembered for like um like my commitment to like growing um yeah, and having like a really expansive like 
community in like multiple places. I guess that was two things. Um, <laughs> but it's more that, right? Like I, um, it always feels like a cliche, but I really do believe when people are like, you know, people will remember like how you made them feel and like the connections you made with them. And like, um, that feels really important to me. And like, right, like those are like also obviously for me, like, you know, rooted in like real, um, yeah, rooted in the things that I talked about, like, both like transformative justice and like abolition and like those things like that it's rooted there but like how i made someone feel or like the conversations we had or how we got to know each other and not like about you know and that can be tied to like a thing we worked on or like a thing we did but uh, more of that i think that feels more like valuable to me and um yeah it also feels like it connects me to like the south in a way too i think and like just like bringing people in and making people feel good and like um, and longevity in that way. Yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to add before we close? Um, anything? I don't think so. I talked more than I thought I would. <laughs> Means I had a great interviewer. <laughs> um, no, uh, thanks for the opportunity. Um, yeah, I didn't, I guess I'll say, uh, I don't know. I didn't, I've always like, like I've listened to like a bunch of these, like mm-hmm. um, from different places. And like, for me, it was always like, you do something like this when you're like 75. So it's just cool to like, yeah, I'm just like, Oh cool. I can do one now. And then maybe I can also do one later when like I've lived my life. So that's just cool. Yeah. Just like think about that. Thank you so Thanks. much. Thanks. Thank you so much for your stories <laughs> no and for problem. your experiences.